0: When I was a child, I remember two prayers that I was taught and that we often prayed. One was at bedtime, and it was this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. The other, we said, at mealtimes. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. By his hands we are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the reality. In both those prayers, there's some pretty deep theology. You begin to to analyze that. You begin to think about those simple childhood prayers. You realize it's pretty deep. Let's just think about the the first two lines of that uh, preparing to, to eat prayer, that blessing for the meal. God is great. God is good. And honestly, that's where I'd like us to focus this day. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this moment, in this time, in this place, that we can come to you. We're not all gathered in one building, we're scattered out throughout communities. We're in different parts of our home, we've got our family together, we may even still be in our pajamas. And yet we have the privilege and the opportunity to gather as your people to come and to to hear your word, to sing songs of praise, and to connect with one another. Maybe not how we normally connect, but to connect with one another as we share together in this thing we call worship. Lord, we pray that today you would help us to experience a little taste of your greatness and your goodness we ask this in jesus name amen last week we began a series of messages called how firm a foundation and we began to discover some some life-changing truths that come straight from god honestly there's no way in a few minutes on a Sunday each week we can do a deep dive into these weighty doctrinal truths the best we can do truly is to is to dip our toes into a vast ocean of truth and pray that God will use this to spark your curiosity to to maybe begin you on a spiritual journey or perhaps to take you another step further along on your pathway of faith. Last week we began by allowing the Bible to introduce itself to us and today we want to let God introduce himself to us. That's going to be an awfully big subject and so Uh, we'd never be able to tackle that all today in fact we're going to begin to to look at God as father that in and of itself is an incredible thing for us to consider especially as we think about God (laughs) what we say earlier God is great he's not just father God is a great father there are levels of greatness, certainly, that how we compare people. We may compare athletes, for instance, and, and compare, you know, we may think that, you know, Hank Aaron was great or that Babe Ruth was great, and they certainly both were great. One exceeded the other, and of course, then they were exceeded themselves. And so greatness, is it's always a moving target for us. When we talk about God being great, if we could think of greatness as a ladder, God would be on the very top rung of an infinitely tall ladder and we would we'd still be getting our little short ladders off the truck it doesn't compare that's how great god is and so when we say god is great in what ways is god the father great here's where we'd like to start today and literally it's probably all we can cover today God the Father is spirit Jesus said this to the Samaritan woman at the well God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth now when we picture God we often picture God as this Uh, ancient man with a a long white beard and flowing robes who is sitting on a throne somewhere up in the clouds and and depending on our view of God we may picture him with a scowl on his face because we think of God as angry or we may think of him with a, a smile on his face because we think of God as compassionate but the reality is either way we have a very limited view of God just like the Samaritan woman at the well had a limited view of God and Jesus came to help her understand the greatness of God by beginning with God is spirit to say that God the Father is spirit means that he is not confined to one place at one time in other words God is not simply a bigger version Of us. That's kind of how we think of it, you know, that that God must just be a, a bigger, grander version of us. But in so many ways, in so many ways, the greatness of God far outstrips our concept of even what is great. Now, does that mean God is not seated on this throne? Absolutely not, because the Bible teaches us exactly that the prophet Isaiah would write, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. And then if we jump all the way to the book of Revelation, the apostle John would write what he saw. He said, at once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. That's in Revelation chapter 4. And so we can say with all honesty, with all integrity, God is indeed on his throne. But don't for a moment think that God being on his throne means that God is confined to that throne or or limited to the realm of heaven or somehow isolated in one place at one time the martyr Stephen would put it this way, yet the most high does not dwell in houses made by hands as the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house would you build for me says the Lord or or what is the place of my rest? Did Did my hand not make all these things? The fact that God the Father is spirit means that he is without boundaries and without limitations. Let's consider something that King David wrote in Psalm 139. He says, Where shall I go from your spirit, or or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I take wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even in the darkness, it's not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. We have a hard time thinking of God like this, to even think like this, because the concept of of space and time for us is, is a fixed thing, because we are fixed in space and time. So think of it this way. I may be with you in Greensboro, Georgia, but the fact that I may be with you in Greensboro, Georgia means that I cannot at the same time be with my friend Eric in Kenya or my friend Moses in India or with my mother in North Carolina all at the same time. I have limits. I cannot be with my wife Nancy in our home in Union Point and also be with my daughter Jackie and her husband Jonathan in Huntsville and be with my son Jay and his wife Lacey in Dimrest. I can't do that I am limited but here's the difference God he's not a bigger version of me God is limitless which means he is near to me listen and to you and to everyone everywhere at once when we talk about the greatness of God and God being spirit, we've got, we need to grasp this. God is not just a bigger version of ourselves. He is spirit. He is everywhere all at once with all of us. He does not have the same limitations that you and I have. That actually is mind-blowing. We can't relate to that. We have, we have no frame of reference For a being who is so great that he could be at all places in all times at once. If we ask the question, where is God? The correct answer would be he's everywhere. And he doesn't do this by some kind of a magic trick. It's not some illusion. God doesn't have to break himself into little godlets to distribute across the world into everyone's home. God is spirit. He cannot be put in a box. Even if we had a box the size of the universe. And when we say that God is spirit, when we say that God is everywhere all at once with all people, that should be a great comfort to us, especially in a time like this. The reality for me is I am not alone. I am never alone alone god is with me in the fullness of his presence at all times and in all places and here's the thing i want you to hear the same is true for you well as i take a look at uh at the clock i realize that time is passing awfully quickly and i kind of knew this would happen we didn't make it nearly as far as I would like to as we talk about the greatness of God. And so here's what I'd love to do. I'd love to invite you to join us next week as we take a, another step into some awfully deep waters. Because we want to consider God as a person. Now think about this. We said God is spirit. Now tomorrow we talk about, uh, next week we talk about God as a person. We need to know that God is not like the force in Star Wars. God is not an intangible thing. God is a person and he wants a personal relationship with you. Here's what I'd like you to get today. This great, limitless, omnipotent God is with you right where you are right now if there's a lesson that we should learn in this coronavirus pandemic is that that God is not confined to the four walls of a church building you can experience God anytime and anywhere he is with you he is near you at this very moment and and that doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter what's been done to you no matter the height of your success or the depths of your failures no matter whether you've been a churchgoer your whole life or you have never darkened the doorway of a church building this is true the lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth you can call on God this very day if, if your heart is inclined to call on him know this the Lord is gracious and merciful he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made today you can find You can find this God who's been searching for you and discover mercy and grace. The Bible makes it very clear, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now how do we do that? Jesus helps us when he reminds us in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. Do you need forgiveness today? Do you need a new start, a new beginning? Do you need a hope in your heart that cannot be pulled out by any circumstances or by anyone? Do you need to know that there's a God in heaven who loves you and wants to be your father forever? Do you need new life in Jesus Christ and the hope of eternal life with him in heaven if so I want to ask that you do me this favor would you go right now to your cell phone and text to this number 706-703-4477 and just text the word Jesus or if you'd prefer to send an email you can send it to my next steps at Grace Fellowship w s and when you do that here's what's going to happen i am going to get that text message i am going to get that email and i'm going to follow up with you very very soon in order to help you to begin that next step on your journey of faith in christ There's no greater thing that you could do today. You know that there's a God in heaven who loves you, a God who is near to you even now, and a God who wants to have a personal relationship with you through faith in Jesus Christ. If you're ready to take that step today, please let us know. We'll follow up with you quickly to help you get started. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I pray that God's word is a blessing to you. And and I want to encourage you to come back and to, to begin to explore a little bit more of this God who loves you. A God who can be everywhere all at once. Which means he can be right there with you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of hope, for the salvation that comes to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Let today be a day of decision for many. As they choose to follow you, as they choose to take a a step of faith behind you, and, and, and Father, I pray that we as a church might have a bigger view of who you are that we'd allow you to take the limitations off of our minds and off of our faith and to realize that with you, all things are possible. Salvation, hope, peace, life, all of it. Because nothing is impossible with you.